following audio is from West Pines Community Church. For more information about West Pines, visit us online at westpines.org. You can join us live Sunday mornings at 9, 1030, or 12 in Pembroke Pines, Florida, or online at westpines.org. This morning, church, we're going to shift gears a little and go off script. Um... There's something that is just particularly disturbing and evil when our children are attacked. And I know that we, as part of this community, we're all reeling. And I'm sure, like everyone else, there's been a tremendous... different emotions this week from shock and horror to confusion and hurt and now even anger as to what has turned out to be one of the most historic tragedies in our community. So we find ourselves in, a, in an interesting moment as a church because last Sunday we sat here and you know, most of us did not have Parkland on our minds. But here's what we talked about last week. We were starting a new series, a new initiative, and, and these are the things we discussed. We looked at a passage where Jesus enters into a region and immediately there's a collision of Jesus and evil. And what we talked about last week is a couple things we noticed from that part of the Bible. Evil is real. And that the intention of evil, we said, is to steal and to kill and to maim and to hurt destroy. We talked about how we didn't have to convince each other that darkness is real in our city and that it so often preys upon the most vulnerable. We talked about our children and we talked about our students and all that they're up against with the onslaught of our culture and our society. We talked about how what the Bible consistently says is that there is a spiritual battle that is ultimately not against flesh and blood. It's the spiritual battle that whether we believe in the spirit realm and whether we believe in that or not is irrelevant. It is going on and we feel the effects of it here in our city and in our community. As we talk about evil is real, we talk about there's a real battle. It's not that evil and good are some kind of 
some kind of harmony in the spirit realm. No, there is a battle and the intention of evil is to harm and to hurt and to maim and to injure and to kill. And if they can get its hands on the most vulnerable among us, it will. And what we talked about is that there is one power and one hope against evil. We talked about the power of Jesus. And we talked about how we as a church, because we love this community, we're not going to sit by and watch as evil wins. And that our goal is to see the gospel of Jesus surge forth against the darkness. That's what we talked about last week. We kicked off an initiative. We mapped out our plans. Okay, here's our first couple steps we said. We said, first thing is we've got a, we're going to double our kids' space. It's part one, so there's no limit to the number of kids and families that we can communicate to the gospel to because they're, they're at risk. We said part two of what we're going to do is we're, we're going to um, we're going to see in the next 18 months another campus somewhere in South Florida because we want to see another place that's a conduit to get the gospel out so that more people, their lives are transformed, so they're transforming the community, and so we want to see that. And we talked about the step three was the next three to five years. We're going to put in a, another campus that's going to be the main resourcing broadcasting campus, and we talked about those things. We laid out our plans, and we got fired up, and we talked about we are not going to be one of those churches that just talks about advancing the gospel. We're going to be one of those churches that, that does it. And then this week happened. And this week now we're faced with a lot of just raw questions like questions that we'll never be able to answer. And we only know glimpses of reality. Pastor Justin talked about a few weeks ago in our Faith and Logic of about evil and where it comes from. And we talked about how evil comes from within our hearts. And so the God is on a mission to eradicate evil from inside us out. And that's the work of the gospel. And so we, we've got that truth, but we still look at this and we see the videos and the pictures we're looking at. But this time, those are our children. So we got to just... Take a pause this week because I know as a parent, I felt fear this week. As high school students, middle school students, I got a, a reminder of how I felt my junior year of high school when I remember going back to school after the Columbine shooting. I was scared. And I sat in my English class processing what I would do if a shooter came in my school. And we're sorry that you have to feel like that. The plan for today, we've 
mapped out this series for a couple years now. We've been mapping out where God's taking us as a church, and so the plan for today was we're going to turn to a part of the scripture that talks about how ultimately this life is very brief. And so the wisest course of action is to leverage everything we've got in this life to make an eternal impact. And so we were going to say, we were going to dig into that passage today and say, church, we've got to do everything we can to make an internal impact because eternity is at stake in our city. And so we were going to really dig in and, and talk about we're serious about this. And so in fact, today what we were, the plan was we're going to hold out. We're each going to get a commitment card that over the next few weeks we were going to pray for and say, we're not going to be one of those churches that talks about it. We're going to do something about it. And so we're going to take that card home and pray over it and then all bring it back together before God in a couple weeks to say, look, this is how serious we are because because it's not about, and this is what we said, we said it's not about building our kingdom. It's not about building a big church. Who cares? It's that we love this city, and we're not going to let darkness reign. I mean, it's, we put it on, a, on the banner. It's because we love South Florida is what we said. And so here's where we find ourselves. We, we've, we're putting that on the shelf for today, but make no mistake now more than ever, we are going to come back to this calling because we're even more reminded and committed how desperate our community is for the gospel because our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus. It's in Christ alone that our hope is found. But today, we're, we've got a pause one of the things we talked about a couple weeks ago is how if we feel like we're called to see South Florida transformed in our generation, that's something that we're going to have to do in partnership with other gospel-driven churches in South Florida. We feel called to be a part of leading the way, but we've got to link arms with other churches in South Florida. And we said we are imagining what could happen if this city was transformed in a generation. And we said things like this. We've said things so far in this series, like it's not a matter of could it happen or if it happened, it's, it is happening. There's a group that's been developing. It's really a movement over the last couple years. It's called Church United. And it's a group of churches in South Florida. It's open for any Christian church in South Florida to be a part of it. And there's a collection of about 12 churches that are in leadership in, in that group. West Pines is one of those churches. And it's a group that's coming together across denominational lines, linking arms and saying, okay, let's, we can do so much more together. It's not about building our own kingdoms, but it's about on mission to see South Florida transformed. It's out of the same group church. You'll remember a, couple, uh, a while ago after the Fort Lauderdale Airport shootings, it was that group, and West Pines was a part of it, that we formulated a mercy fund, and we all put funds in together as churches in South Florida to cover all the medical bills of all of the victims from that shooting. And the power of something like that is so that no particular church gets the glory. It's the churches of South Florida, and when we come together in unity, they can't say, oh, it's that church or that church. They have to say, well, it's all of these churches. What do they have in common? 
and that's when they can have no other option but to lift up Jesus Christ. And so Wednesday afternoon, the leadership of Church United, we started texting each other and emailing each other and calling each other and and supporting those churches that are in Parkland and Coral Springs, churches that we know and love like Coastal Community Church and Park Ridge and Church by the Glades and checking in on them and their students and, and their volunteers and talking about how we can support each other. And then we said, okay, but what are we going to do? What are we going to do immediately and what are we going to do in the long term? And so we began to say, okay, as the churches of South Florida, here's what we're going to do. We, we are going to all commit to a fund that can help bring healing into this community. And so we've been dialoguing about things like, hey, are there any victims that their medical bills are falling through the cracks that we as the churches of South Florida can, can fund? We talked about how can we leverage some of our contacts and immediately... <laughs> we, <coughs> reached out to Samaritan's Purse, and they brought in a a mobile counseling, trauma counseling unit that's already been dispatched and brought down. We talked about, hey, could we as the churches of South Florida fund for it to have a a psychologist there, Douglas High School, over the next three years? Can we do an an all-call for for counselors out of our our churches out of our churches to go in and to minister there. We t- we've decided we're putting on a, a rally together as, ter- as churches for all educators in Broward County to bring hope and inspiration and healing and, and also another rally across Broward County for all the first responders so we can breathe healing back in there. And we're saying, okay, we're going to meet the immediate needs and the long-term needs. And so that began brewing am- among the churches that are united in Broward County. And we... We're talking as a leadership, and we and begin to be burdened on our heart here at West Pine, saying, okay, we find ourselves at an interesting moment. Because we just collectively committed that we are here for South Florida. And starting to ask questions like, what if success for us as a church is less about what happens inside these walls and more about what's happening outside of these walls. What if, what if we start saying it's not about building a church, it's not about building our own little kingdom, it's about seeing the kingdom of God established here because there's one hope and we are carriers and ambassadors of that hope. And so then in the middle of declaring that vision, Jesus, how are you asking us to respond? So Rebecca and I were... Wednesday night just processing through the information as it was coming out and all of a sudden just a burden was on our hearts and the next morning I started we started talking about with the with the pastors and 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 the staff and all of us together we're like yes that's absolutely what we need to do as a church we started talking to the elder team and, and said okay guys is this what we're doing and we decided together absolutely this is what we're doing and so here's the challenge that I lay before you today we are not going to sit by and do nothing while our community is hurting. So we're going to do something like we've never done. Today, whatever is given to West Pines Community Church, every penny, every dollar, is going outside of these walls and is going to, that, to, to the victims and to bring healing in Parkland. Every single penny that is given today is going to that. Because church, we are going to respond and say this is not going to happen on our watch. The challenge to you today is we're putting this two, three, five-year vision on hold today. 
Because we've got to immediately respond to the brokenness in our culture. It's almost like our Savior Jesus is saying, okay, West Pines, are you really about what's happening in the community over what's happening in your walls? Then let's see you rise up in, in, your, in our midst right now. You say, is that a wise thing to do as you're initiating a two-year plan for the next several years? Is, that, is this a wise moment to do that? I don't know. And honestly, we don't really care. This is what God is calling us to do. I want to challenge you, church, to rise up with great generosity today to show where our hearts lie. And let's start bringing healing to this community. As we were talking through this, Pastor Justin reminded me of an incredible verse in Matthew. It's the words of Jesus. I just want you to see one verse today. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. It says this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Can you just consider those words with me for a second? It's Jesus' words. Jesus is saying essentially, if you, you, can, you can say that you have a heart for something. But there's a great barometer that immediately shows where your heart actually is. So if you want to know where your heart is, just look at where your treasure is. Where you, you expend your resources, look at that and, and you will see immediately where your heart is. What's interesting about this is it, it's not just revealing of where our heart is, but there's something else happening in this scripture because what Jesus says is where your treasure is, it, he actually says, there your heart will be. And so in other words, where your heart follows after your treasure. It's when you invest in something, all of a sudden you're more concerned about it. All of a sudden you're watching, watching what happens more. All of a sudden you're more protective of it. All of a sudden you're more engaged in it. You're more thoughtful about it. And he pointed out something powerful. It's not just a barometer of where you're where your treasure is, that reveals where your heart is, but there is, there's an action here where your treasure is, your heart follows after. And in this season where we believe God is stretching us, is if we're claiming as a church to be full throttle mathetes, and in this season we've said, okay, God, I think that we're going to be all in followers of you, Jesus. So what that means is, is that you're, you're wanting to stretch us in this season of generosity, and so we find ourselves in our culture in the greatest need in, of historic proportions. And we're confronted with Jesus' words. West Pines, you say it's because you extravagantly love South Florida. But where your treasure is, there your heart will follow. Pastor Justin mentioned to me, he says, you know, it's interesting. That's not just true for us as individuals and as families. That's true of us together as a church. And that's why we are compelled to give into our community more extravagantly than we ever have. Can we let Jesus stretch our generosity today and turn our broken hearts into action? There's a couple ways practically if you just to know how to give. There's, you'll see these offering boxes around. You can see these around campus if, 
If you want to give that way, you can also text to give. Um, you just text WPCC to 77977. There's a free app that it'll download. You can get registered. And that's a way we can be mobilized today so that we can send every single dollar that com comes in today out to the neediest in our community so that we can be a part of a movement that is across denominational lines, churches united together saying Jesus is present, the gospel is here in this community, and this is an expression of the love of Jesus to the most hurting in our community. It's truly not about this building this church. It's because we love South Florida so much. Today is just our first steps, but make no mistake, our work is not done, and we will get back to work next Sunday with even more vigor and commitment to what God has called us to do to stop at nothing until we see South Florida transformed by the gospel in our generation. At the Mathetes summits that we had a couple weeks ago, we talked about a story that was a pivotal story, a turning point for our church. And it was when, it was after the, the earthquake in Haiti and it was just a, a, a tragedy of historic proportions and we started engaging Haiti on mission trips and, and we, we started taking teams down there and there was one moment in particular in the midst of the devastation post the earthquake that just shook our church and I think we were never the same. And as our team was there at one of the local orphanages and we were seeing just how the children were affected and kids on the brink of starvation because of the brokenness in that culture. We are seeing how the children were affected. And I'll never forget a, a Haitian pastor tearfully looking me in the eye after we walked away from a near-death experience for a couple Haitian children. And he looked at me in the eye and through clenched teeth he said, This is not a game. And that rang through our church. And that Sunday we, we wept as we thought of the, the plight of our brothers and sisters in Haiti. And especially of the children, the, the most vulnerable. And we asked ourselves some tough questions. We said, is this just a game? Are we just putting on nice ministries that we like and make us feel inspired and then we can just walk out here and just live the same old life we were going to live anyway just with a shot in the arm? Or are we realizing that we have been, been placed on this world on a mission to follow after the one who left the comforts of heaven, entered into this earth and looked around and said, I love this world so much, I will give everything for it. And we have dared to take the name of Christian, bearing the name of Jesus Christ ourselves. And are we, is it just a game or do we see that we've been placed here in this community as missionaries taking the one single hope for this world, the name of Jesus. He's entrusted that mission on us and so we take that into our neighborhoods and friend groups and our, into, our, into our workplaces and into our families and into our schools. Is it a game or is it something that eternity 
rides on. And we committed as a church, it's not a game. There's a battle, and he's called us into this battle to give our lives. That we might see this community reached with the gospel. And this week we're faced with the tragedy. It's not someone else's children. It's our children. And it is not a game. So in light of the fact that Jesus extravagantly loves us and extravagantly loves our community, we are going to respond with extravagant love for our community. We are going to respond with extravagant generosity today. And then we are going to get back to work because this community deeply, deeply needs the gospel. And he's entrusted the church with that mission. Can we show our community how much we love them and more importantly, how much Jesus loves them today? Can we take that step? We're going to spend most of our time, the rest of our time together singing, but I want to just close with a scripture of hope. It's Romans chapter 8. It's not going to be up in the screens. I just want you to receive this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. <coughs> who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No! No! In all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can we just go before our Savior together? Jesus, we need you. Look at our city. Look what our children are facing. See and hear our grief. You are no stranger to grief and pain, Father. You, you gave your own son. You 
Jesus, but you took your son and you, you defeated death itself. You brought resurrection. And so, Father, that same resurrecting power, we are expectant that we will see it here in our city, that you will take this evil, this, this destruction, this hurting and maiming of the vulnerable and the innocent, and you will raise, raise it up from the ashes and make something beautiful out of this, and that we will see a greater unity, we will see a, a greater gospel movement that will surge forth, and that we will see that evil does not win, and that the powers of evil will not lay claim to our city, but we will see the sparking of a gospel movement that cannot be stopped. And Father, we say in the words of Isaiah, when you called out, whom shall I send with this message into this dark world? And Isaiah simply said, here am I, would you send me? And so Jesus, we as your church, West Pines, we hold up our hands to you and we say, here we are, send us. We are on mission with you, Jesus, saying we renounce all that we have to follow after you with everything we've got, driven by our love for you and driven by our love for our city. Would you do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or even imagine in us and through us? May this just be the beginning of the privilege of being a part of a historic movement of the gospel in this pivotal city, this mission field you've placed us in. Father, would you use us? Surge through the churches of South Florida. Do a mighty work in our midst. And in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources and to check out other teaching series, please visit our website at westpines.org. If you would like to speak to somebody about beginning a relationship with Jesus or ask any questions you have about this teaching, please call at 954-432-0321. Or you can email us at podcast at westpines.org.